Talk 1110-993 WBT. All right, so what now we got a heart or a uh, a hurricane. Yeah, that's what we have. We got, we got some volcano erupting now in in Hawaii. That that is really gonna mess up the. Yeah, that's really gonna mess up those uh, global carbonization goals <laughs> that people said. Yeah, I mean when you cover the entire planet with like a like a layer of soot, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking we're not making the goals. Yeah. But what, what do I know? Just a radio host. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Hour number two. I got a couple different things to get to. We're going to talk a little bit about China and Fauci and uh, and Turkey. Or should I say Turkey? I'm not kidding. Turkey. All right. So let's start with Fauci before we get to China. Um, and they are connected. Yes, in the most obvious way. All right, so we've now we're, we're now starting to get uh, uh, documents f- under Freedom of Information Act requests that have been made by media companies and reporters, and we're starting to now see some of these things, some of these uh, uh, messages that were going around among all of the uh, the wizards of smart, you know, uh, the 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 high priests of the the Church of Science and Data. The people who are the science, we're seeing some of their communiques, and you may want to sit down for this. All right, you ready? Some of the things that they said to us were not the same as the things they were saying to each other in private, like like kind of the exact opposite in some cases. I know. I'm as shocked as you. I am as shocked as you. You. Here's the classic one. Maybe you've heard this one before. Masks are not effective. <laughs> I know we're still having this this debate. By the way, I saw somebody said, hey, you know what the best part about being a conspiracy theorist is? Not having myocarditis. Oh, come on. That's a joke. Really? It... Okay. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt said Friday that during his seven-hour deposition with Dr. Anthony Science Fauci, new information revealed that two months after Fauci told a friend that masks were ineffective, he supported mask mandates. On Friday, the Show Me State Republican Attorney General... By the way, you always have to refer to Missouri as the Show Me State on second reference. It's a rule. In journalism, it's a rule. It's like... House fires, apartment fires, right? When you're ever covering a or a barbecue, right? A, a car fire. Whenever you're covering a fire, the first reference is fire, and then the second reference is blaze. Always, always, which is weird because there's a whole other word that you could use: conflagration. Nobody uses this word. I did. Well, once, and then. I was told not to, but whatever. On Friday, the Show Me State Republican Attorney General tweeted a tidbit, as he called it, uh, from his deposition with the outgoing head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. By the way, did you see the uh, White House press briefing for his last, um, for Fauci's, you know, send-off during the PDB uh, with uh, Karine Jean-Pierre? And she's up there, and Fauci comes up there, and... 
uh, you know, she starts calling on people to ask questions, and it's always the usual suspects, the people down in front, and you know, maybe Peter Ducey lobs a, a hard ball at, uh, or a fat, you know, tries to pitch a fastball or a curveball, or uh, what would be the equivalent, or the or the antonym of a softball, a hardball, yeah, like Chris Matthews used to play. Anyway, these people start screaming out from the back of the press gallery. These people from uh, various publications I've never heard of. And they're, you know, like these backbenchers, these peanut gallery types. And they're they're mad. They're like, we don't ever get to ask any questions. And so here's Fauci, and they start asking about the Wuhan lab leak theory, where the origin of the COVID came from. And and Corinne Jean-Pierre is like, you know, I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm not playing this with you. Like, this, you're being rude to your colleagues. Like, like, like scolding these reporters as if she's a teacher and they're students. They're kids. Like, this... Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> I don't understand. Who, why do you think you get to talk to me like that? Like, you're not going to have it? Who, who are you? You work for me. Lady, you work for me. And when you bring Fauci out and you're going to try to coordinate this, you put, first off, they came out and they're like, oh, he's got a, he's got very important places to be, so he's only going to be here for a couple minutes. Okay, let's go to fauci fan number one you get to ask the first question okay now uh, fauci fan number two you get to ask the second question okay now fauci fan number three and they were like look this is ridiculous we want to ask more questions so then she got all upset huffy puffy and shut it down we're not having it and then you got other reporters that are like that's a legitimate question you should let her ask the question she's like no 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 it was awful i could have just played the audio instead of doing the recreation that's probably yeah that probably wouldn't have better been a better idea anyway Here's what Eric Schmidt tweeted. Another tidbit from Fauci deposition. In February of 2020, he emailed a friend advising her masks were ineffective. Confirmed again on March 31st. On April 3rd, he is adamant masks should be worn, even though he couldn't cite a single study to prove it. Mandates followed. Lives ruined. COVID tyranny is born. That's the tweet from the Attorney General of Missouri. So on two occasions, March 31st and then four days later, April 3rd, he says masks don't work. And then, um, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, February and then March, a month later, he says masks don't work. And then four days after his March 31 advice on the ineffectiveness of masks, he then turns around and says, yes, we need to mask up. Which, which also flew in the face of all prior research about how respiratory viruses are aerosolized and the, uh, you know, the, 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 the tiny little micro droplets that get suspended in air. They're lighter than air. When you talk, you expel all of these micro droplets and they get suspended in the air. I mean, if we had a black light in here right around my face right now, it would be nasty. Just blow some of that away. This is why, I, well, I won't, well, what time is it? One eleven. All right, everybody should be done with their lunch hour. That's why I call it lung juice. This is, yeah, I know it's nasty, but it is nasty. Ventilation, people. Ventilation. Anyway. On Wednesday, Schmidt and his counterpart, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, questioned Biden's chief medical advisor under oath for his alleged role in colluding with big tech to control communication about COVID-19 as part of the duo's lawsuit. All right, so 
these attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana are suing over the coordinated effort to suppress dissent. Which, before he had his brain broken by Donald Trump, Jonah Goldberg would have classified as liberal fascism. That is, fascism is an authoritarian uh, philosophy. It's a, a state, and this is, you know, you get this veneer of the private sector, but everything is basically dictated by uh, these government mandates and rules and regulations. And so you own something, but really in name only, you don't get to control it. And so essentially the government can't suppress the speech. And so they use the big tech bros, uh, the companies to suppress the speech for them. And that's what was happening during COVID. That's why people got their accounts locked, blocked, suspended, uh, deleted, right? All of, and now Elon Musk is back on and he's like, we're unsuspending all of these uh, accounts and the left is saying this is going to be the end of uh, civilization because Elon Musk, owner of one platform, is somehow going to destroy everything. Uh, meanwhile, we've got the suppression going, you know, hard and heavy uh, over on all of the other platforms still. Facebook, YouTube just took down a bunch of, they're blocking videos out of China. I'm going to get to China. I'm going to get there. I mean, not physically. I would not go to China. It's communist. And yeah, I don't, well, I I don't know. Maybe if I went, maybe if I went on a diplomatic mission with like Dennis Rodman, I might do that. That would be fun. I think he would be fun to travel with, don't you, Dennis Rodman? I mean, for a little while at least. And then you end up in the jail, it being a communist country and all, and that's not a place you want to be. Anyway, Schmidt and Landry filed the lawsuit accusing top-ranking government officials of working with the giant social media companies Meta, which is Facebook, uh, along with Twitter and YouTube, quote, under the guise of combating misinformation in order to achieve greater censorship. They are seeking to prove that Fauci worked with Facebook and others to tamp down talk that the virus originated in Hunter Biden's laptop. I mean, sorry, in a lab in Wuhan, China. So I was getting my suppressed stories mixed up. That's my fault. Dr. Fauci had funded risky gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, or the WIV, as I call it. They did this through intermedi- uh, intermediaries such as Echo Health Alliance, or Eco Health Alliance, which is headed by Dr. Peter Dajak. Thus, if the lab leak theory were established, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Dajak could be potentially implicated in funding the research on viruses that caused the COVID-19 pandemic and killed millions of people worldwide. This is the argument being advanced in the litigation. Some other takeaways? Fauci knew the lab leak theory had merit. (gasps) Details in a moment. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704 570 1110 1-800-WBT-1110. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Ah, okay. Just checking an email. Sorry, I cannot say that on the air. I know it's like saying, oh, I have something to tell you. No, I can't tell you. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. It just, I thought this, oh, never mind. Okay, real professional, Pete. So uh, Fox News reporting on the deposition that was uh, given by Dr. Fauci, a.k.a. The Science. And um, this was part of the lawsuit brought by attorneys general from Missouri and 
Louisiana. And Eric Schmidt, who is the Missouri Attorney General, after the deposition last week, Wednesday, I believe it was, went to Twitter and said some takeaways from the deposition. Number one, the science knew the lab lead. He's like a wrestler. Anthony, the science Fauci. He's probably, yeah. And he's he's probably one of those guys that's in the, you know, he's got the wrist to ankle outfit. I'm thinking more like a Dom DeLuise and Cannonball Run kind of outfit. That guy, like the the superhero thing with the mask and the... How has nobody done something like this? Uh, created a Fauci cartoon of the so- Yeah, Anthony the the science Fauci. Some takeaways. Fauci knew the lab leak theory had merit, but it had come back to him and sought to immediately discredit it. Two, he defended lockdowns. Three, the rest of us, quote, don't have the ability to determine what's best for ourselves. Oh, that one should be good. Can't wait to read this old deposition. Apparently Fauci said, no, uh, everybody doesn't have the ability. We don't, we, the public, don't have the ability to determine what's best for ourselves. This gets to a comment that uh, a fellow made to me, he wrote a book, Uh, during the pandemic, and I interviewed him on my podcast at the time, and he said, you know, Fauci may be the smartest guy in uh, the baseball, he was talking about the baseball stadium. No, not, all right, not the famous picture of Fauci sitting with his three friends alone in the stadium, not that. He said, like, if you fill up a whole baseball stadium, the Washington National Stadium, you fill it all up with people, 70,000 people, whatever, and he may be the smartest person in that stadium. Just let me... Just let me finish. (laughs) He may be the smartest individual person, but he is not smarter than everyone together. Collectively, the the crowd would be smarter. This and this goes. You ever watch what was the game? Um, Who wants to be a millionaire? I think is where you phone a friend and like one was like ask the audience, and the audience was always right. You ask the audience and. It may be close, but the audience always gets the correct answer because it's the wisdom of the crowd. They have all of this, uh, all sorts of, you know, pieces of knowledge about all sorts of stuff, but collectively you add it all together and that's going to be smarter than a single individual person. Okay, so he says the rest of us don't have the ability to determine what's best for ourselves. And that really was, and I was talking about this during the entire pandemic, what this, what the disagreement is about is our own risk assessment. As far as the science part of it goes, you have also the tyranny side of it, the GovCo side of it. But when it comes to, you know, should you wear a mask? Should you go out in public? Do you need to wipe down all the groceries that you paid somebody to deliver to you? All of that stuff. Those were personal risk assessment decisions. Same thing with the with the COVID vaccines and then the boosters, right? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, all of these different things. And by the way, that was one of the that was one of the tells early on was when you got uh, the pushback against treatments. When when people said, hey, uh, here, why not try this? Why not try that? And the pushback was, you know, oh, oh horse paste. You're eating horse paste. Oh, you're, you're eating fish tank cleaner, which is just the stupidest argument. Stupidest argument. You can't use that drug for something that it's not labeled for. 
which of course you can't. Right? I I was on blood pressure medicine. That was before PhD weight loss and nutrition. Now I let go of more than 90 pounds, and so now I'm not on them anywhere. But the point was I was on the blood pressure meds. And then when we had our cat, Zenith, and he got so old and he started going into kidney failure and he started losing his eyesight because of it, they gave us amlodipine. And that is a blood pressure medicine. And I was taking it too. Oh, my gosh, Pete's eating cat pills. Like, that's the stupidity of that argument about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. You couldn't even say these things. You could not write them on the big tech platforms. People were coming up with code words to describe these things. And this is what Dr. Peter McCulloch testified to when he went before the, uh, the Texas state legislature, right? He said, you're a doctor. The patient comes in and presents to you certain, um, uh, certain treat or certain ailments, and when they do, you need to treat that patient. You see the patient in front of you, and you should treat the patient's symptoms. But for some reason... With COVID, everybody decided to just, no, 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 don't come to my clinic. No, don't come to my place. I don't need, no, I'm not going to see you. Oh, my gosh, I'm so scared. No, 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 but everybody stay home. Just stay home. Well, well what if I get sick? I, I've been staying home, and now all of a sudden I got this thing. Like, what do I do? Well, just kind of hang out. Uh, maybe eat some oranges, drink some orange juice, a lot of fluids, take your temperature, and, you know, just wait to die. And uh, if it seems like you're going to die, maybe get over to the hospital. Good luck. That was that. That's in the early days. That was the approach, and I thought this doesn't this doesn't make sense. If somebody because I said so, I said all during the pandemic. I know it sounds like a broken record, but we're either practicing battlefield medicine or we are not. We're same thing with the climate change stuff. If you're gonna if you're going to have eight hundred private jets fly to some uh, fancy schmancy resort to try to reduce climate change, I don't believe you. I, mean, I, I don't believe what you're saying about the climate change because you just took all these planes. You don't behave like you believe the things that you're saying. And when they were like, oh, don't try that ivermectin, well, why not? It's an anti-malarial. People have been taking it forever. And then you find out some other countries around the world, they're handing that stuff out. By the way, what's up with the uh, with the COVID case rates and stuff in, in like African countries. Why are they so low? Just asking questions. I wonder if they asked Fauci that during the deposition. All right. So we got more information on the unredacted documents now that have been released. they name they just renamed they just renamed monkeypox did you see this they're going to call it the totally unrelated name mpox which i find to be i mean that like aren't isn't that appropriating the song from those hansen kids from a couple years ago wasn't that their hit song why are you taking their song name why are you turning that into a disease who will stand up for the Hanson brothers? These are the things that keep me awake. I was actually, by the way, if I do seem a little punchy, I woke up this morning at about 3.30, 
and could not go back to sleep. I think I was just excited to come back to work. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I, I was. No, I, there's just a lot of stuff going around, you know, bouncing around in my brain. And I said, I'm awake and I couldn't, my, my mind was going. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and, and get up. I'm just going to put on a pot of coffee. I'm just going to do it. I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm going to regret that in about another probably hour or so when I, you know, fall asleep on my ride home. But, uh, no, I should be able to go to sleep because I, I stayed up way too late during the, uh, during the Thanksgiving break, way too late, hanging out with family and stuff. And I talked about how I ate, I ate terrible. I, I did. I ate so many potatoes, but I said I was going to. If you'll recall, I said on the air, I said I'm going to eat every potato, all the potatoes. Well, except the sweet ones. I didn't eat the sweet potatoes, but the all like the mashed potatoes, I ate. I ate them twice. Uh, yeah, and look, they're not they're not great. But I was going in, you know. Eyes wide open, off the bandwagon, off the chain, eat what I wanted. But now I get back on. That's the that's the whole idea. You get back on, and you know how to eat right with PhD weight loss. Um, and I got a message here from Andy. He says, I really fell off of the wagon. Did you realize that the very large $5.99 Costco pumpkin pie can dissolve in your mouth before you even realize you took a bite? I did not. Even with extra creamy Cool Whip, it's true. Kind of like a hot Krispy Kreme might do. One can eat half a Costco pumpkin pie very easily in a couple of sittings if one is not very careful and has four boys at home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so that sounds like Andy's going to have to get back on track. Andy's lost. Uh, what are you? You've surpassed me now, right, Andy? You were. I think you went down. I think he's lost more than ninety. I think he's past me now. Um, oh, and then I heard this. I heard this other. Uh, oh, yeah. What is it? Because I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to a lot of the news over the weekend. Because, uh, you know, family is just kind of unplugging. He who stops to sharpen his axe cuts more wood, right? So I, you know, just going to check out for, you know, a couple of days. Just hang with the fam and everything. And uh, I heard this joke, and I don't, I don't know if I got this right, but what was it? Um... Kanye, Trump, and a white supremacist walk into a bar. I think this was the joke. You would think one of them would have ducked. It's like, that would be crazy, right? Kanye, Trump, and a white supremacist going out together doing something like that. Anyway, thought I heard something. uh, Somebody told a joke. I don't know where I saw that over the weekend, but kind of funny. Um, Guardian reporter Jimmy Tobias. He obtained unredacted emails through the Freedom of Information Act. And these emails detail a teleconference that occurred between Tony the Science Fauci and several virologists discussing the coronavirus and its possible origins. This was on February 1, 2020. Although the Science Fauci had health officials or end health officials downplayed the fact that the virus came from a lab leak, the emails indicate that at the time they were very concerned that that possibility was true. In one thread of emails, scientist Jeremy Farrar of the Wellcome Trust warned Fauci of the, quote, Wild West, referring to either the landscape of infectious disease research in China or the Wuhan Institute of Virology specifically. 
infectious disease researcher Christian Anderson uh, put the idea of alerting the FBI and MI5, <laughs> put that on uh, on the table, said, hey, maybe we want to get the, uh, the FBI, MI5, to look into this furin cleavage site on the spike protein of COVID-19. That's a that's a very technical term. It's just it's basically this is the thing. I don't know what it is. It's the thing that the scientists point to as proof that it's man made, that it came from a lab. I used to rem- I, I used to know what that meant, and I've forgotten. It's been you know two years. Anyway, this idea was floated on this teleconference, and Fauci ignores her concern and uh, then doesn't take her advice. The majority of scientists believe that furin cleavage sites such as those in the COVID-19 are not naturally occurring, which proves that the theory that the virus originated in a lab is true. Then National Institutes of Health, former director now, Francis Collins, he of the the guitar-strumming Weird Al Yankovic parody songwriting performances uh, upon his retirement. Remember that guy? Where he sang someday after the pandemic. Remember? Oh, it was awful. Maybe I'll find it. It was so bad. It was so bad. Anyway, he says he didn't believe that such a reckless experiment could even be done in Wuhan. Because it's only a BSL-2 lab, which is a biosafety level laboratory too. And... The other scientists that are in the email thread, they're like, um, yeah, it's China. <laughs> they, they, they could do any of that. It doesn't matter if it's a level two lab and it has to be a level four, right? No, they don't care. I couldn't believe it. Okay, hey Francis, how about you write another uh, write another song about it about how it came from the 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 animals. And we still we don't even know we still don't even know where those animal what what animals they were do we? They still haven't found the missing link animal. New emails obtained by uh, this guy Jimmy Tobias show Fauci was deeply concerned about the possibility of a lab leak at the time. Fauci floated the idea of alerting the FBI uh, and MI5 about these concerns about the furin cleavage site. Proponents of the lab leak argue that the furin cleavage site mutated in such a way that it was likely the result of gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Anderson, Christian Anderson, also expressed concern about cereal passage, which happens shortly after you eat your uh, bowl for breakfast. I'm just kidding. It, no, it's, it, this is another science thing being conducted with coronaviruses in a BSL lab in Wuhan, far less secure than the maximum security BSL-4 level lab, serial passage, in layman's terms, involves repeatedly infecting a host with a particular virus in order to induce mutations without manually genetically modifying it. So you just keep hammering away. That's the gain of function, right? You just you keep making it worse and worse. So you could say, oh, how is this going to mutate in the future if we just speed it all up? then we can get an idea of what it looks like in the future, how it, how it behaves. Some proponents of the lab leak theory believe that serial passage may have caused the highly dangerous furin cleavage site mutation that is responsible for COVID-19's high transmissibility. 
in an email on February 5th, Anderson, who, by the way, later did a complete 180 and began calling the lab leak a conspiracy theory. But on February 5th, Christian Anderson explicitly stated he believed that the cleavage site mutation was likely the result of serial passage. Quote, it's what's shifted me to thinking that the insert of the furin site is the result of cell culture passage. Subsequent emails show Fauci and Collins repeatedly raising questions about serial passage and the role it may have played in the evolution of the virus. Here's the problem. Publicly, Fauci and Collins and et al., right, they rejected these ideas. They even then went after the guys who put out the, um, uh, the Great Barrington Declaration. They went after, hey, how do we undermine these people? How do we attack them? How do we, you know, make people not trust them, to discredit them? Because they were talking about this stuff. Why would they do that if they themselves had the same questions? Well, maybe they had the same questions, but they had a different motive for wanting to know the answers. Talk 1110-993-WBT. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, we now see emails, teleconference, uh, chats that were going on, messages going around between Tony the Fauci, or sorry, Tony the Science Fauci, and Francis Collins, and some of these other uh, virologists trying to figure out what's going on and all of this, and it was suggested at one point, hey... There are certain uh, characteristics of this virus that look like they were derived out of a lab because you have this serial passage where you just keep on, you know, uh, uh, you, you keep you keep doing something to this virus in order to replicate the, the, the mutation over and over and over and over and over again. This gain of function. And Fauci and Collins are asking some of these questions, too, at the very beginning. They're asking all of this stuff. But they refuse to have the FBI or MI5 look into this. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, nope, nope, not the lab, didn't come from the lab, no worries. So what would have happened, right, where you had people that were looking into the lab leak theory, and I've done, like Jim Garrity at National Review, he did a massive deep dive investigation into this, uh, what, a year ago, year and a half ago, And you can find there were people that were at the lab that just went missing, presumably died. And then they got uh, help wanted ads that went out into the local media, that sort of thing. And anyway, so there, there is enough of a record out there that if I were having to decide in a civil proceeding, let's say, you know, preponderance of evidence is the standards like 50% plus one, whichever one or whichever uh, theory has more evidence, wh- which way do you lean? The the civil case is made. Like that is a, that's a preponderance of the evidence. That is more than half of the evidence weighing in favor of the lab leak theory, in my opinion. And again, not a scientist. In case that wasn't clear from my description of the furin cleavage site or whatever. Um, 
So the other theory about the zoonotic transfer, right, in the wet market, well, we don't have we don't have as much evidence on that. So I don't believe that to be the case. I also don't trust commies. That's the big thing for me, really, is I really I don't trust communists. And when the commies are like, oh, it totally came from the wet market, I'm like, okay, it didn't come from the wet market. That look, I can't help it. It is just like this built-in thing with me. Commies lie. They do. This is what communists do. And uh yeah, so what would change Fauci and Collins at all? What would change their opinion? Well, maybe they figure out they're asking the questions about the gain of function and is it did it come from a lab? Did it come from the with the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Is it possible they're asking these questions because they don't want to get connected to it? They're like, did it come from that lab? Would it be over there? That that lab over there that we totally don't know anything about? It's all oh, that's a level two lab. Well, they wouldn't be doing level four work at a level two lab. I mean, these are communists, and we all can trust communists. So maybe they're asking these questions because they're afraid of getting any of it on them. You know, when the peanut butter hits the fan, they don't want to get splattered. So. That's the way this reads to me. Meanwhile, you got some more scientists. Where is this out of? I just read this. A tobacco plant relative called Nicotiana. Oh, Nicotiana. I think I had a friend that named their baby that. No, it's, it's like nicotine. A tobacco plant relative called Nicotiana. Bethmania. Oh, Benth. Sorry, Benthamiana. Anyway, NB, I'm going to call it. It has now been genetically modified to produce cocaine in the leaves. Why would you? Why? Why? I keep thinking of the movie The 12 Monkeys. Sorry, The 12 M's. The 12 M's with Bruce Willis. The Army of the 12 Monkeys. Uh, Sorry, tw- the army of the 12 M's, right? And and he's watching on the TV and how they're messing around with all the stuff. He says, you guys are asking for it because he comes from the future. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. He comes from the future, and he's he's trying to save the world from the pandemic that kills everybody. And, and, and he's watching these news stories about, oh, we've just made this thing in a lab. And he's like, oh, my gosh, what are you people doing? It's like Jeff Goldblum said, a philosopher in the documentary Jurassic Park. And he's like, you guys spent all of your time trying to – answer the question of could you do it never thought should you be doing it i just read an article this uh, afternoon too before the show i just read a thing where they've got some alligator in africa this thing is like really really big and fat and it's killed like 300 people first off who's keeping count of that like i how do you do that i got a question about that but that's a dinosaur so now you're taking tobacco plants you're turning them into cocaine plants oh yeah what could go wrong there, right? All of a sudden, a tobacco field catches on fire. Now everybody's high on cocaine. Like, guys. Good Lord. Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure there will be medicinal purposes for it. I'm sure. Uh-huh.